0: The Around the League Podcast.
2: (laughs) Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League Podcast. My name is Dan Hanson, and I'm joined by two heroes, Mark Sessler and Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Good morning.
3: I'm excited. I believe... It's the afternoon, Mark. Oh, good afternoon. (laughs) Come on, bro. I think it was you, Dan, who once said that you feel dead inside in between podcasts. that this is the only time you feel alive was that something you said once uh
2: i don't think so
3: it, i'm that I'm, sounds but that like sounds you, right and it's disturbing that sounds right you should have more in your life anyway well that's kind of my internal monologue when i get home at work and you know from work or basically anything i'm just looking forward to the next pod. and this week we don't have to wait as long we're here for the thanksgiving special that's this great. is
2: the thanksgiving special you know if If we were professional, we would have had some type of turkey sound effect ready, but no one told Crystal to do that. So, K. Rich, apologies for not, uh, you know, putting just basic prep into this podcast.
4: You know, there's always a chance for post-production. Yeah. Love post-production.
3: Crystal actually came into work 10 minutes ago, and we're already up here podcasting just because we want to just get it out there.
2: Yeah. So, this this is our Thanksgiving preview, uh, but, you know, before we get into the three games, Mark will be locked into the office on Thanksgiving night while his family uh, cuts into the old bird upstate in California. Sorry, Mark, uh, for digging (laughs) into that. But before we get into all that, uh, how about the news, K-Rich? Uh-oh!
3: K-Rich of the Headlines!
5: Why did you need to go down that path? (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) It's a perfectly, you know, amiable scenario because I have to fly up for a wedding. Right. And I worked it out with (laughs) Greg. I would do the Thanksgiving holiday and be locked in place. (laughs) For <laughs> a wedding and not in the office two and weeks I do, And
2: two. I do like that I don't realize I didn't provide any context. Right, so it sounds like, like you know, there's your discord. family just took
5: off. And it's, it's this very amiable agreement that, you know, it that's, helped with the family that's budget. That's the business.
3: I mean, your family's not here for Thanksgiving, no, right? My, you're, in, you're going in the office. Op- my three family's of us in New York.
2: Right. I think they're forgetting about me slowly but surely each month. Right. I'm losing touch that with does the happen. people I
3: care about.
4: Well, the first bit yeah. of news is to find out what everyone's <laughs> Thanksgiving's plans are. Oh. Since we went there, well, no, no, no.
3: mine's kidding. a little wacky though. My parents are actually coming in Thursday night. We're pretending Thursday never happened. I'm taking work off Friday, and we're gonna do a little Thanksgiving on Friday. How about that? That's there nice. won't be any football
2: involved. Black Friday
4: Thanksgiving, very interesting. K. Rich,
2: big on Black Friday. I'm having a few people over uh, Casa del Hansis during Thanksgiving night. Right. Uh, how about you? What are you doing, Mark?
5: I am covering uh, the. The evening's third and final tilt, which should probably take me close to midnight. Yes. You and are welcome
2: to come over to my abode afterward.
5: Thank you. I might. But I th- I believe I have a, a turnaround where I'm back in the office at around 4.50 a.m. the next <laughs> morning. So And getting to the office on foot. Yeah. it's uh, It is a work week.
2: Yeah. By the way, Mark, after Sunday night's podcast, opted to walk home in the dead of night, even though Greg and I were both leaving at the same time as well in cars. Mark just wanted to walk silently through Culver City, California. It was odd a little bit.
4: I do the same thing, Mark. I walk home, and it's refreshing. There you All go. right, guys, now for what we're really <laughs> here for, the news, starting with this. Jay Cutler will sit out another week for the Chicago Bears, and he remains a week-to-week with his high ankle sprain.
2: This is actually uh, – it might not seem on the surface, but this is good news if you're to believe Coach Mark Tressman that this is not anything more than a high ankle sprain. Uh, he will sit out this week. That means Josh McCown will play again against the Vikings. But in Tresman's words, Cutler will definitely be back before the end of the season. So that's good.
3: I don't think this is a good team. And they're, they can't stop anyone on the run, and they're about to play Adrian Peterson. And the schedule sets up nicely that they have a game that I think they can win this week and stay in the mix in the NFC North. But since that... Th- you know, three and zero start. They're just three and five over the last eight weeks. It's funny. I like
5: this year's team better than last year's Bears, except that team finished ten and six, and this I'm not sure this team will. And I, you know, this is tough for Cutler because this really is an audition season for him to prove to Tressman I can be your guy. Re up with me. I want to stick around. I'm not sure why Tressman would do that, other than the fact that it's hard to find another guy of Cutler's arm strength and equal on some level.
2: One other sneaky disconnect that I found when I was working up the post, I was digging through uh, our archives from a week earlier. Tressman said this week that there's no underlying information about a Cutler's ankle. It's not worse than a high ankle sprain. But then Cutler himself said last week, there are a few other things involved. I just had a normal... If I just had a normal high ankle sprain, I wouldn't be in a cast. A cast helps it scar up and stuff, but the normal high ankle sprain isn't really a concern at this point. So Cutler says there's something more to it. The coach a week Mm -hmm. later says there's not something more to it. I'm more
3: uh, willing to side with Cutler that we're dealing with something else. And Trustman's just trying to manage this. People come up to me on the street all the time, and they ask me, who's going to win the NFC North? On
5: the street. Really? I
3: I love walking around L.A. Are you famous to that level? Uh, Big time. In (laughs) Santa Monica, they they know my name. (laughs) Me and my daughter. Uh, My answer is not the Bears. That's, I think, my answer. And if they ask me about Jake Cutler, will he be on the Bears next year? I think at this point I'd be a little surprised if he was.
4: All right, guys. (laughs) Next up, we have an injury update on Star Chiefs linebackers. Justin Houston, who had so much potential, and Tamba Ali. Houston has a dislocated elbow, and Ali sprained his ankle, but not a high ankle sprain.
3: Sounds like Ali has a chance to play this week against the Broncos. That's huge. If they were missing both of them, you know, I think forget about it. Even though they're in Arrowhead, it sounds like Ali could play Houston. We don't know. We may not see him for a while.
2: A little worried about Houston's dislocated elbow. That's an injury that the swelling was so bad on Monday that they weren't ready for an MRI. Maybe that's standard. But bottom line is a dislocated elbow is is not a pleasant thing, and it you know I would not be surprised if it took more than one week, who knows?
5: And we're looking at a Chiefs team that is threatening to lose three in a row, and they now face what has to be a super agitated Peyton Manning, who uh, in theory won't be playing in sub-freezing temperatures and might rebound this week. But I want to see what Denver does, too, in that game. That's a strange situation for yeah, the Broncos. And
3: you know who is the first you know, defensive end off the bench to replace these guys after they got hurt? Frank Zombo. I mean that's that's a problem when you're going from two guys that might make the Pro Bowl team to Frank Zombo. Yeah, it's bad. It's a big drop to Zombo. But when we
5: talk about Peyton Manning, (laughs) it it doesn't matter who you are. No one can get to Manning. It it, when they had the full forces, they couldn't touch him, and teams week after week can't.
2: What else is in the news, K Rich?
4: All right, guys. Last up, this is not only sad for Packers fans but fantasy owners. All around the world, all around the nation, including myself, who started Aaron Rodgers. His chances of playing on Thanksgiving are slim to none, according to Mike McCarthy, Packers head coach.
2: Well, that, the, the best case scenario had always been Thanksgiving. And it's pretty clear that's not going to be the case now. Um, the, after Thursday, they'll have that extended break um, of you know a week and a half. And then you would hope he's back then which would also, speaking of fantasy, line up nicely for our team, Allison Bree, who has Aaron Rodgers. That's the most important thing of this whole storyline.
5: You know, it's like <laughs> you can't just take a quarterback and dip him back into a game situation. We're going to have to see him come back, have a full week of practice, go through the whole rig of morale before Aaron Rodgers is back. You know, they said for, this could be a more serious injury than they thought. It, Thanksgiving always felt like
3: a push. It did, and McCarthy wouldn't name a starter initially. He says he's going to prepare two quarterbacks to play. Matt Flynn, who replaced Scott Tolzien, uh on Sunday when the Packers tied the Vikings. Dan, you watched that game really closely. How did Flynn look? I think that was... Uh, Flynn looked very good. I mean,
2: considering... And the, Mark's not going to like to hear this because Mark was so upset about... Flynn finding success in his life from a career perspective. Mark, ha-
5: Mark has some hate. No, no, from. that is that is not accurate. I, continue on, and I'll I'll respond.
2: Matt Flynn came <laughs> on in the early in the fourth quarter of a game that his team is trailing twenty three seven. And led three scoring drives to push into overtime. Uh, You know, both teams obviously stalled out in the overtime. That's how you get a tie. That's how 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 those things work. But on balance, Flynn was more than you could have ever asked for, considering the circumstances. And I also found it interesting that uh, Mike McCarthy said on Monday that part of the reason, one of the reasons he was impressed by Flynn was his recall to go back to the old Packers playbook when uh, Flynn was there, and it helped them in their hurry-up offense. So I think he. I think he's not only did he make the throws and play well, his elbow looked healthy, he also allowed them to do some things that maybe they didn't think they might have been able to. So I don't see any way Scott Tolzien's playing on Thursday. It seemed, That's coach speak to me.
5: Well, I think it's funny because a week ago, McCarthy came out of the game against the Giants saying that he had never seen a young quarterback make on tape eight perfect downfield throws the way that Tolzien did. So this week, he's all flowery and excited about Matt Flynn and his recall oh of a system that he has spent <laughs> five years in or whatever. Listen, all I'm saying is I think that the Packers, are, it, it, the reason they're practicing both in yes. McCarthy, he, he came out, they're desperate. They, they've had so much flux at the quarterback but position. But he knows. He knows who the
3: starter is, right? Well, of course they, it's Flynn. It's got to be, right? Yeah. That's, I mean, what, it's not even a question.
5: I mean, but it's just. I, I, here's the thing with Tolzien. I thought they they are developing for the first time in a while a young quarterback, and they pulled the plug on it so quick, and bang, we're back to Flynn's. But Green it base worked. It, it it saved it them work. from a lot. I can't kill him for that. I just I find it. Let me ask as a fan. It's boring. I don't want to see Matt Flynn back. <laughs> yeah. You know, what is it with you? I don't and know. Matt I'm Flynn. N- I'm not. he's a free.
2: What? Did he steal your girlfriend in two thousand six? No. I don't. I don't you think dislike
3: he- the guy personally. I just find it to be. Such a Green Bay thing to do. You find it annoying that he's made so much money over the last couple of years, whereas Brian Hoyer has barely made anything.
2: This is a classic. I'm not
3: sure
5: <laughs> that's where I'm coming from with it, but uh, <laughs> listen, I, let's move on. Are you a communist? No. Why, why would that be linked to my the, issues? No, I just Clinton? feel like
2: his wages are the reason why you dislike him, and if everyone made the same amount, then maybe Matt Flynn would be you know, more beloved in your mind.
5: No, that's not accurate. Okay, just throwing it out there. <laughs> just a theory.
2: All right, so all right, so we're talking about the, the Packers. Why don't we just continue into our Thanksgiving preview in the, in the first game on Thanksgiving. Uh, Mark, uh, excuse me, Greg and I will be in the office for these early games. The Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions from Ford Field. Who needs this game more, Greg?
3: That's a good question. I'm not even prepared to answer Boom. it. Boom. Uh, I think the Lions need it more at home. The Packers, because Rodgers coming back, I think have a better chance, even if they lost this game, of running the table. Now, if you look at opponent winning percentage the rest of the way, the Packers actually have the toughest slate of any of the NFC North contenders. They have an easy game against Atlanta, but then it's at Dallas, Pittsburgh, at Chicago. I think they could win all four with Rodgers. Whereas if Detroit loses this game at home to a backup quarterback, the way this season has gone, I think that would be tough to recover from.
5: You know, Detroit's schedule isn't terrible down the stretch, but they've lost two in a row. They just lost at home to Tampa. I would say Detroit has more on the line here because this is a team that a week ago was in control of this division, and it's not a very good division right now. And they're turning up to be just as inconsistent as unreliable as the rest of them. You're at home. It's Thanksgiving. For years, the nation was furious with the idea that Detroit, a terrible franchise, always gets this home Thanksgiving game. Or maybe just I was. Yeah. No, I was too. It's like, oh, we're just handing this to you. They actually are an interesting team now. Take care of business.
2: Yeah,
3: how many more... Three-minute features on CBS? Do we need about Joey Harrington's uh, piano playing?
5: Not many. I'm saying not many.
2: (laughs) Um, I'll tell you who I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for the Packers. I don't know if they're going to win, but the last thing I want to see is the Detroit Lions sneak into the NFC playoffs and get blown out by three touchdowns in the first round, and just you know whatever. Why would they do that?
5: Because they stink. I could see oh, them
6: doing stop.
2: that. Co- Guys, we all know they can they beat anybody, they can lose to anybody, and they have a real capability, and it, uh, their quarterback plays a big role in this, of stinkers on any given week, and I could just see it right now, January flame out.
3: If you're, if you're making the watchability argument, I like a little Detroit Lions in the playoffs. I mean, you got Stafford, Reggie Bush, Megatron, Fairley and Sue. You never know what's going to happen. Every game comes down to the end. There's spectacular wins. There's spectacular mistakes and that's kind of where I'm at with the Lions I thought they maybe were a little past that they're really not I'll take the Packers and Aaron Rodgers against the Carolina Panthers
5: if you're looking long-term NFC North right you want to get Rodgers back in the saddle they sneak in right to the playoffs and that is Aaron Rodgers with honestly a pretty good Green Bay team suddenly supporting him who knows what they would do in the playoffs
2: one other thing I want to throw to you guys it is Thanksgiving in Detroit and that could mean only one thing. And Sue is gonna commit some type of savage act of violence. What's gonna happen?
5: You can write I don't know, but you're gonna be writing the peel off piece about whatever Oof. his shenanigans are this year. So that's I, I, I got made
3: footed Matt Schaub's lowers last year. I, made sure, last I year. made sure to have two of us on for this game because we <laughs> got because of the Indomican Sioux factor, someone will cover Sue and the other guy will just cover the we game. We need a Sue beat guy on Thanksgiving, that's what it's come <laughs> to. Because Sue beats guys on Thanksgiving. Ooh, it, that is pretty good. If they lost this game, they're at Philadelphia the next week, which is a tough game, and then versus Baltimore. The, the Lions I think have to win this game to stay right in this mix.
2: All right, so let's let's pick this game. Green Bay, Detroit, Sessler, I'll throw it to you.
5: Uh because they are at home and because they I do think they absolutely need this, I'm going to Detroit. Greg. I'm taking Detroit.
2: I'll take the Packers. Hmm. I liked what I saw from Matt Flynn. I think they're seeing their way out of it and I just really want the Packers in the playoffs. They have
3: not won a game without Aaron Rodgers yet. We talked about that all they had to do was beat bad teams like the Giants and the Vikings, and they didn't beat either one. By the
5: way, they also haven't lost a game in two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Let's stop dissing ties.
2: All right, let's move on to the second game of the day. And uh, you know what? I think for this game we need to get Chris Wessling on the horn. Chris Wessling, of course, has been out of studio the past few days. He's on Tybee Island Doing God Knows What with God Knows Who. Uh, K. Rich behind the glass. We need to get him on the line because this is Oakland Raiders related. Oh, yes. And softball pants.
4: Coming right
6: up.
2: Hello? Wes. What's
6: up? (laughs) Oh,
2: boy, it doesn't sound too good. Chris, how you doing? This is the Around the League team from the podcast studio. How are you, buddy?
6: I'm well. How are you guys?
2: Well, we're doing well. Uh, you have
5: a little bit of a Kim Carnes rasp to your voice.
6: <laughs> yes, I was doing some shouting the other night.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Should we be surprised that Wes sounds like this from the Sunday night podcast?
3: <laughs> this is the post-Huckapoo's effect. He's playing hurt.
2: You know what? I'm going back to my original theory that Huckapoo's is evil because what could strike down a man of Wes's vitality to this point?
6: <laughs> That's fair. Never... softball pants good. I never denied that
2: Huckapooza was evil. Wes, so we got you on the line because we're going through the Thanksgiving games and we're, we've moved on to the Oakland Raiders against the Dallas Cowboys. First, take us through Sunday because the the Raiders, they seemed headed toward that fifth victory, which would have given them, what, five chances to get to six. Once we hit six, of course, Wes has to eat his softball pants as per the agreement. Will
0: Chris Westling eat his softball pants?
2: Instead... Fitz Magic rolls into the picture, steals the game away in Oakland, and now the Raiders need two games. What was your process as you watched that game on Sunday?
6: Well, I had half the bar was aware of the bet and was watching that game with me, <laughs> so we were all cheering when uh, Fitzma- Fitz Magic happened late in the game.
3: Wait, they're rooting for you? If I were them, I'd be rooting for you to eat the pants.
6: They like me. Oh, see, that's the difference. Uh, he only
5: said half the bar. The other half probably clearly rooting for pants.
2: Yeah, he is a legend, I guess. They don't want to see anything bad. And we have no ev- We have no proof that if Wes ate softball pants, it wouldn't have potentially fatal effects. So from that pure base uh, stance of will it kill Wes, I would think his friends, would. they don't want to risk that.
3: Yeah, I brought it up, by the way, to my wife. Um, have a little update there. I brought it up once at dinner. Uh, and the response was... Your wife, who's a chef. Yeah, she she was a chef. Um, you know, she went to school for it and all that. The first time she just said, that's disgusting, I'm trying to eat. <laughs> <laughs> right. Off that, to a flying start. So that <laughs> shut it down. Uh, I brought it up again when I got home <laughs> last night. Um, she was worried about, you know, Chris's health. She she basically didn't understand. She just said, you can't eat pants. And I said, well, that's part of the, the right. bed. She's, She's got to like, look past that. Right Part so of it <laughs> 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 she's got a civil suit on her mind, clearly, so we have to I still have some work to do on this front, I guess it would be my update. well, we also have mm. k rich and some soul food on tap as well, right
4: oh yeah hey i'm just I'm just curious to know, Greg, how did you bring this up to your wife and did you say it humbly? Was there any compromise?
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um you know me well <laughs> That's I. A good question nothing comes out too humbly. what is the dynamic <laughs> just, in that relationship. <laughs>
4: Put your foot down and say, "Listen, honey."
3: No, no, I'm. I was approaching it. You know, in retrospect, I probably shouldn't have brought it up. You know, while we're sitting there eating dinner, that wasn't the right time. So, because c- I tried to, you know, well, you know, we have this bit with the podcast. Try to
0: scheme. Listen, no, honey, no, you will to...
3: cook thirteen pounds of fabric into various dishes. No, I'm approaching <laughs> How this. How big are these pants? Thirteen pounds. <laughs> I'm approaching this very carefully, knowing that she might not. be be totally in love with spending the tiny bit of free time that she has uh, cooking something that could kill one of our employees.
2: All right. So, okay, good. Well, it's good to know. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep working on that. Wes, before we get into the game itself, I just want to ask you a question. Before that final drive, before the Titans took over, uh, what was your, rank it one to ten, how nervous you were about the idea of eating pants.
6: Uh, I would say six.
2: All right. And now after that drive, how do you feel? What is the number?
6: I would say closer to three and
2: a half. Oh, see, that was huge.
6: Well, when
5: you look at their schedule, that was the game they had to win right there.
2: Yeah. All right. So, that was,
5: it was huge. Well,
2: you know, if they go and they steal a game in Jarrow World on Thursday, everything's back to normal. Now, I'll throw this out to all you boys. Uh, do the Raiders have a shot here? The Cowboys are coming off a win they desperately needed at the Meadowlands. That kind of righted the ship a little bit. Uh, and now they have a chance once again. The Cowboys have been afraid... Of uh, you know their own shadow all season, really for years now. Can they put back-to-back to back to, uh, victories together and really put the heat on the Eagles?
6: Well, I think the I think the Cowboys should be considered the heavy favorite. They're the better team, uh, but we've also seen that they pretty much play to the level of their competition every single game.
3: And the Raiders, I think, play up to the level of their competition. Now they've got blown out a couple times. Against Philadelphia, Kansas City, the first game wasn't that close. But for the most part, their game. And th- these are two teams that I never have a good feel for what they're going to do that Sunday. So they could go out there, and the Raiders, they're capable of beating just about anyone, and the Cowboys are capable of losing to just about anyone. Look, Dallas' defense,
5: too, by the way, I could see Raiders or anyone moving the ball. In the-, the Oakland's put up 20 or more points in... Five of the last seven games.
2: This is going to be a close game. I think Matt McGloin could play a little bit. He made some really nice throws on Sunday, and I think the Cowboys don't scare anybody, especially without Sean Lee. Do I think they blow this game? They are the Cowboys. Hmm. I'm thinking in real time.
5: (laughs) Yes. doesn't McGloin scare you a little bit, the way that Case Keenum in his early moments before he captured your heart Early period Case Keenum? Yeah, early period Case Keenum. (laughs)
6: I would say that I was more scared of Terrell Pryor than I am of McLovin.
5: Really? Mm.
6: Yeah, not that Pryor's a better quarterback. Just It seemed like he just made them more competitive. Uh, teams had a hard time stopping him on third down because of his running ability. I don't know about McLovin. We'll see.
3: They kept moving the ball you know, against Tennessee. They just kept settling for field goals and missed field goals. If Sebastian Janikowski doesn't have one of the worst days of his career, the Raiders win that game. See Bass is slipping a little bit. Here is a bit of hope
5: for West, though. So let's say Dallas sneaks out of here with this What do you mean a bit
2: of hope? He's putting himself at a three and a half on the worry And he has a
5: reason to not be worried because they play the Jets, which say that's 50-50. Then they close out with the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Broncos. And the Chargers are on the road. That's tough. I don't think Oakland
2: gets to six. They will be underdogs every game the rest of the season. But they've been underdogs from the start, let's face it. Mm -hmm. They're America's Cinderella team. Uh, before we let you go, Wes, let's just pick this game. I'll start with you, Wes. Who do you see taking this? I imagine the Cowboys. I'm
3: taking the Cowboys. Fellas? Yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah, me as well. Good I'm going
5: Oakland. Fun.
3: Yeah, Mark's going rogue. Guts. He's just mailing it that's in. That's
2: why I'm in last place. Wow. I like this, though. That That's almost a guaranteed hero pick. Uh, all right, Wes, thank you very much, buddy. Come back all to right. us soon. Thanks,
6: guys. Okay.
2: God. Put him back on the life support machine. I'm not
5: though. sure that 10 minutes from now Wes remembers being on the phone with us. I just have a feeling he's in an altered state.
2: Come back to us, Wes. We need you. You need us. Okay, so let's move on to the final game on Thursday, the Thursday night affair. This is the game where Mark will be by himself in an office on Thanksgiving night,
3: all alone. Listen, you know. Watching two of your favorite teams. Well, that is, what the, that is the
5: punch in the gut because. <laughs> Had things gone the way that I thought they would in my better mind state, Cleveland would be in the mix here in the AFC North, right? Um, Which would be better for probably society and the country. Yeah. Instead, we get what we've gotten always in the last decade, which is Ravens-Steelers. And I have a chance to cover (laughs) the two teams I enjoy the least.
3: Right. Mm. But I
5: will say this. It's it's an intriguing matchup. The
3: only thing that could be worse is if during the game – Mike Tomlin rips off a mask and it turns out he was Bernie Kozar the whole time. I think that's the only way. That's poignant, That's interesting. That would that would cut deep. <laughs> that
5: would be some extra work. For but you then too. who's the Bernie <laughs> be. Kozar that we've been
3: introduced We'd to have over to th- the
5: last few years? <laughs> He's a different dude. Clearly a body double.
3: <laughs> that would be a lot of extra <laughs> posts though. I feel like we would have to break right. that though. Wha- <laughs> we just
2: added to what we learned. All right, so let's look at this game. Let's break this down. The Steelers and Ravens, two teams at five and six, both coming off wins. Uh, this is I think is this the NBC game?
3: Yes, it is. Yeah,
2: Alan, Chris, after a, a golden game on Sunday night, now get a game that looked like a stinker two weeks ago. Now it means a lot. It's almost like a playoff game. uh Not quite. So it's not quite a playoff, but almost there. Whoever loses this is in bad shape.
3: I think the winner is the favorite for the wild card. You know, Period. the winner. I would not even say the winner couldn't win this division,
5: frankly. They're only—if they. If Cincy stumbles, they're a game behind the Bengals.
3: It, the, Cincy's lead is really, really slimmed. Do you think the Steelers' defense, watching them against Cleveland, is starting to get better? Because when, when I've watched them, I don't think it's really the defense getting better. They don't have much of a pass It's pretty much all Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown— and Bell's added a lot, and the offense figuring out what they need to do, and the defense doesn't really impress me much. I will say this about the defense, because I, I
5: know for years they've been tagged as they're too old, they can't move, they're one you know, season away from complete collapse. There's a lot of pride on that defense, and I don't even know what that means sometimes in the NFL, but they love playing for their coaches, and I do think that they, I watched them play Cleveland, they shut the Browns down, which that doesn't Stunner. sound like much, except things that Cleveland's been able to do, week after week could not happen against Pittsburgh. Well, except now then, for the week before. Well, and also by the way, here's the here's the weak spot and I'm not sure the Ravens can attack it. Ike Taylor and some of his play- he gave he gave up a ton of yardage 2 weeks ago to Megatron and got killed by Gordon yesterday. 230 something yards.
2: I think the Steelers, I believe we did an email uh running email last week. I think I said the Ravens were the favorite, but now I'm starting to think it's the Steelers and I think it's because Ben Roethlisberger who Greg, I know you, well, you picked him from MVP, but you said you believe that he'd been playing well for the most part all season. I was a little more on the fence, but the last two weeks, you, there's nothing else you could say. The guy is really locked in now, and he's the best quarterback of any of these wildcard contenders, and uh, I just think that he's, he has the ability to now lift these guys to, you know, you don't have to get nine wins. They get to nine wins, eight or nine wins, and that should that could do it, and I think they'll start with a big win on Thursday night.
5: I don't think Big Ben likes dealing with the Ravens. I don't think he ever has. But I will say this, that when I look at the Baltimore and Pittsburgh, the strongest aspect to either team, two teams that just know each other so well, you're not going to trick each other. Big Ben's play is the mm. strongest thing here. I don't look at Baltimore and see anything that says, yep, that's going to put Pittsburgh on its What heels. about the
3: Ravens' defense? It's been a very good defense this year. Maybe not great, but very good they just embarrassed your boy Gino. I know yeah. it's a big step up in class, but they're capable of having those sort of shut down performances. Doesn't Big Ben, though, seem to just make plays no matter what you put in front of him? It's a Joe Flacco game to me. I agree with you. Joe Flacco played a little bit better against the Jets. Is that fair to say made some plays made some down plays, the field yeah.
2: in some tough conditions is his best asset is that big arm and one of the things that have been missing from the ravens offense this year has been that big playability um they took advantage of a, a opponent weak, weakness last week you would hope that they continue to go to that now that you have jacoby jones back to full health and tory smith that, that's a big part of their attack that i think they've not used enough
3: we're now entering week 12 and the defending super bowl champs their offense has been terrible
5: Week it 13. is what yeah. it is at this week th- point, th- isn't it? Yeah.
3: We're now entering week 13. The defending Super Bowl champions, their offense have been terrible the whole time. At this point last year, they still didn't even have the losing streak that they eventually bounced back to. I still think there's time because Joe Flacco can be that good to put together some games where he gets Jacoby Jones involved and Tandon Doss and Tory Smith and the Steelers defense. If there's a you know problem with them, they give up a lot of big plays. It wouldn't... I think Joe Flacco has it in him to have a big game in a big spot and kind of start them on their path. We've been waiting for it all year, and it's like, listen, this is this matchup, and it's
5: hard to predict these Ravens-Steelers games, but I just I look at Pittsburgh, and this is gelling as more of a complete team on offense. They have a running back. I think Le'Veon Bell can do some damage. I, I just think Pittsburgh's got it going on right now. Three wins in a row. See it's, See number four is coming this weekend. Right, hold on. <laughs> These guys
3: are fist bumping. The the fan of the Browns and the Jets are fist bumping <laughs> over the Steelers. Like, it's what all is, we have. You know, you uh,
5: you Greg are coming off one of the biggest wins as a Patriots fan. You've got nothing but sunshine glowing down on you. Dan and I just have to get our victories where we can right now.
3: Exactly. Me and you picked uh, the Steelers to win this division. You know, I had been as that's the MVP. no great consolation. No, to me, I know though. to be MVP. I can't pick the Steelers team right. Every time I pick them to win, they. lose lose and, and vice versa it's so early i i want to wait till the last minute to pick this one one but. question do you guys all think hands down
5: since he wins this division right now you feel that yes. good about them
3: i don't feel great about them but i think they're gonna win 10 games
5: i don't think it's gonna happen
3: i think they will but i'm closer to you mark where it wouldn't shock me if they fell apart completely but they, they'd have to only win two out of their last five I think I'm going to take Baltimore in this game as it just pains. These Steelers picks pains me. But I just kind of what I said about Flacco, and I think this defense is pretty good. I think this Ravens team has been lying in the weeds but still could have something to them.
2: If, if you change your mind, we're, we're okay with it by, by
5: for game For the time. official
3: picks. Yeah, for the official picks. Thank you, Dan.
5: Yeah, and I'll take the Steelers. I think Pittsburgh is going to win this about 27-7. to 7. Whoa. You That's like the 20-point
3: spreads. You're always picking blowouts.
5: I don't think that's that crazy of a call. All right, that does
2: it for the Thanksgiving preview. We'll be back later this week. Uh, Mark, again, if you get out at a reasonable hour, you're welcome to come to the Hanses house for Thanksgiving. And just just let us know, you're a vegetarian, what's in play in terms of Thanksgiving for your plate?
5: Listen, if I show up, it's going to be so far beyond when dinner was served Yeah, that I'll, just, I'll come for the good cheer, to hang out with the Hanses family.
3: They will serve you some <laughs> dinner here. Did you know this? I'm I not do. holding I'm my a breath. special for Thanksgiving dinner. They asked me who's going to be we're in veterans. the office and when we're leaving
5: we're and veterans, whatnot.
2: Greg. It's actually a huge spread. You act like Mark. You haven't been here for any Thanksgivings. They, I just said I'm deal. not
5: holding my breath for it being something that's going to, you know, entice me to be, you know, fired up about a meal served in a <laughs> neon lit room. <laughs> well, you,
3: you hate food. There's no. I'm, other not, reason. A f- I'm
5: not a foodie, and I, and right. in fact, Thanksgiving ranks food wise is one of the things I almost don't even look forward to. I could care less. You know,
2: what's funny. You sit, you sit in Wes's chair and you take on his grumpy attributes. Yeah. I'm not almost. trying
5: to be grumpy. I'm being honest. I don't not just sit for around conjuring images of like cranberry sauce dabbled <laughs> on top of like a slice of turkey. I don't think about it. You could have that anytime you wanted to.
3: I mean, I'm about <laughs> as cynical as it gets. I'm not really into the holidays. Everything seems random. But who doesn't like Thanksgiving? That's the one I can get just behind. It. I didn't I mean, say it. I like many eating, aspects It's of family. It. It's football. I I like all Mark that. I just, no, I like all that.
5: I don't need the overemphasis and the over celebration on right. these plates of food. Please, let's get over it. Let's
2: just, just wait for a couple weeks for Mark's Christmas rent, which is really <laughs> nasty. No, no, the no. The vitriol really comes out for that. Have all a right. happy holiday, everyone. All right, that's it. Uh, this is Dan is signing off for The Sizzler, The Boss, K Rich, Behind the Glass, and Lyle, the intern, who is not invited to my home on Thanksgiving. Sorry, buddy. Not worth it. <laughs> Until later.